Hey everyone, it's Adam. As Rico Daily is winding down, we're running a few of our favorite episodes from the archives. Today, we're going to hear about the strange history of some very famous moon dust. It was collected by Neil Armstrong on the first trip to the moon in 1969, and it went on sale in April, just one day after we aired this episode. So we've added a quick update with the final sale price, and let's just say our guesses back in the spring were way off. It's Rico Daily. I'm Ronnie Mola. Okay, Neil, we can see you coming down the ladder now. Today on the show, we're taking you back to 1969. Astronaut Neil Armstrong is about to be the first man on the moon. I'm uh, at the foot of the ladder. He has just a few things to do before making history. Like, look down. The surface appears to be uh, very, very fine-grained as you get close to it. It's almost like a powder. Ground mass uh, is very fine. And find a place for his foot. Yeah, I'm going to step off the land now. That's one small step for man. Today, of course, we know much more about the surface of the moon than Armstrong or NASA did at the time. Like that powder he mentioned. It's actually really sharp. It's like tiny pieces of glass, so it's not particularly pleasant. That's Rico's Rebecca Heilweil. And moon dust's rap hasn't gotten much better. We actually do know what it tastes like. It tastes like gunpowder, and it's also really sticky, so it gets on everything. It does adhere in fine layers, uh, like uh, powdered charcoal, to the uh, sole and sides of my boot. So to sum it up, moon dust is painful, sticky, and basically the glitter of the galaxy. And tomorrow, for the first time in history, it's going on sale to the public. The hammer's up. That's yours, 20500 Well done. You want to guess how much it's going to cost? Oh man, people will pay money for anything, so I'm going to have to aim pretty high. One million dollars. That's basically right. So Bonhams <laughs> thinks that it's going to... <laughs> It's going to go between 800000 and $1.2 million. Well, we'll have to see. Obviously, that is uh, very pricey. Okay, so real quick, this is present-day Adam here with your official sales price. The moon dust ultimately sold for $500,000. And even though that's less than it was expected to get, I think this next comment from Ronnie still applies. Not too shabby for a bag of dirt. So why is NASA selling this, you know, extraordinary moon dust? The thing is, is NASA is actually not the one who's selling it. NASA has actually been trying to get its hand on this very historic moon dust for years and years and years. But NASA basically lost it and legally haven't been able to get their hands back on it. How did NASA manage to lose this moon dust? It's a really long story. So everyone knows that Neil Armstrong landed on the moon in 1969. And, you know, while he was there, he scooped up some moon dust, moon rocks, put them in a bag and went back to his rocket, put them in another bag that was used for decontamination and everything came back to planet Earth. But the thing about moon dust is that it's really sticky and adhesive. So even 
after the contents of that bag were used to study, some of that moon dust actually stuck to these bags. Only NASA didn't keep very good track of it. So somehow, somewhere, NASA lost track of this decontamination bag and it ended up leaving NASA's premises. Where did it go? The bag is eventually uh, rediscovered in the Space Museum in Kansas called the Cosmosphere. And normally that would not be so weird. It's pretty common for artifacts to end up at museums throughout the country. But it turned out that a curator at this space museum was taking some of the artifacts at the museum and then trying to sell them off. Oh, boy. So he ended up getting convicted of fraud and money laundering. And when that happened, the U.S. Marshals Service, which is a completely different branch of the government from NASA, took custody of his stuff. And this inevitably included that bag that was covered in moon dust. You know, at one point it was valued at just $15. Why was it only valued at $15? At the time, no one really realized what this bag was even for. It was a bag that the U.S. Marshals Service was auctioning off. So a completely different branch of the government than NASA. It was just like a bag of dirt. They're like $15. (laughs) Yes. So the bag changes hands and it eventually ends up with a woman named Nancy Lee Carlson. Now, Nancy is a geology enthusiast and she has a hunch that this bag is actually worth way more than she paid for it. So in 2015, she sends it off to NASA where it gets tested and verified by NASA. But NASA tries to keep the bag instead of returning it to Nancy. Wait, NASA steals the bag? Yes, they think it belongs to NASA. And they realize that, in fact, it is very valuable. And they even clean out the bag and take out the moon dust that is traced to the side of it. So Nancy has to sue to get everything back. Eventually, NASA loses and she gets the bag back and the separate samples of moon dust. And ever since, NASA has sort of been, you know, dealing with the fact that it's in this big legal battle trying to get the moon dust back into its possession. Never trust NASA with your with your moon dust. They lose it. They steal it. All sorts of stuff. Okay, so is there anything stopping NASA from just buying the moon dust back at auction tomorrow? So I asked the agency for comment on its uh, latest approach to moon dust. Uh, didn't get a response <laughs> there, but. You know, maybe NASA will show up to the bidding. I don't think that's something that they would do, but who knows? And, uh, you know, we'll have to see. And what happens if someone else buys this, you know, very in-demand moon dust? So on the one hand, it's not the end of the world for NASA. You know, it turns out that the agency owns a lot of lunar samples from the Apollo missions. And NASA's already racing to launch the Artemis program, which is supposed to pick up where this Apollo program left off. And, you know, all of those samples that NASA collects on those missions could probably end up being super important, too. But at the same time, there are reasons why NASA wanted this moon dust back. I'm going to step off the limb now. That's one small step for man. One giant leap for mankind. It's a piece of history. It's very special. You know, it's from the moment that humanity first stepped foot on the moon for the first time. Oh, that looks beautiful from here, Neil. It has a stark beauty all its own. It's uh, like much of the high desert of uh, the United States. It's uh, different, but it's very pretty out here. Okay, something I've been wondering about throughout this whole saga 
who owns the moon? Who owns moon dust? Is it the astronaut who picks it up? The agency who sent him? The people who pay the taxes to fund that agency? This feels really thorny and complicated. It is. There is not a clear answer here. Astronauts who participated in the U.S.'s early space program have actually like legally fought for the right to maintain and sell artifacts they held onto from their missions, with the exception of Moondust, which NASA has maintained. It's the only legal owner of Moondust. But NASA really believes that it generally should have the right to these artifacts, and it has gotten stricter about keeping the stuff that it uses or finds in space. And that's especially important because now there's this growing debate about whether it's right for any one person or government to possess something that, you know, just has significance to all of humanity or, you know, is arguably part of the moon's natural environment. Or whether it's just a bag of dust. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Today's episode was produced by Taylor Macon and engineered by John Arians. I'm Ronnie Mola. Thanks for listening. 